Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Hey everyone, welcome to Elijah Streams. Today is December 27, 2022. I'm your host, Kelsey O'Malley, filling in for Steve Schultz today. I hope you're having an amazing Thursday. Hey, almost Merry Christmas. We're getting so close to the time. Um, it's so exciting to be with all of you guys again. I missed you this month. I pray you're all doing well. We have an awesome show planned for you today. Nathan French is my guest, and you know he's got some uh, great stories, I'm sure, to share with us uh, because he just spent some time uh, with President Trump. So I know we're going to hear some really cool Nathan French stories, which we always do. Um, but before we bring him on, a couple announcements. Thank you guys so much for all your giving that you do here to us at Elijah Streams. We just Genuinely want to thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts. Um, your giving is helping so many people all around the world. And we have this beautiful well promo that we want to share with you just because you get to see the fruit of what you're giving into right here at this ministry. Oh my gosh, those precious people you guys thank you so much for giving and bringing clean water to those villages um i think in america here and all over the world we we still don't understand just how blessed we are with all we have and every day we can just turn our water on and not even have to worry about walking to go get it i mean you guys are just the seeds you're sowing are are blessing so many lives and showing the love of christ to so many so again Thank you, thank you so much for everything that you send in towards that and just to support the ministry. Um, we just, we love you guys so much. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. So we have one more announcement uh, today. There's a brand new episode of American Warriors premiering. If you guys don't yet follow American Warriors, you can find them on YouTube at American Warriors and also on Rumble at American Warriors. And you don't want to miss this brand new episode. It's about a man named Wayne Dixon. Um, his father was a black American airman stationed in Japan. His mother was a Japanese girl who ran for her life during World War II. Years after that war, they met and married. Being of mixed racial descent from both sides of World War II, Wayne Dixon has a unique outlook, especially when it comes to his own military service in Korea where the Japanese are hated and American presence is controversial. When I first found out that I had orders to go to Korea, I was pretty uh, nervous about it because of my Japanese origin. I was born in Kyushu, Japan, and my mother was Japanese. She warned me that Koreans will probably uh, look at you, you know, as a uh, enemy. It started back in 1910 when Japan occupied Korea until 1945. And uh, Koreans uh, hated the Japanese ever since. Yongsan Army Base is the largest strategic army base in Seoul, Korea. I thought that this was peacetime. Everything will be fine. You only have one year left. Go to this country do your time, and come back to the United States. I thought that I could get some sort of a peace over there and uh, learn about different cultures, but I was wrong. God bless you, Wayne, and your family, and thank you for your service to this country. We so appreciate you and all the other men and women who have served uh, right here in America. And so... Let's bring on uh, my guest today. Every time I'm with Nathan, uh, I just, I love being with him because he has such great insight, teaches us how to hear God's voice, shares stories that make us laugh, remind us of the goodness of God. So let's bring on my guest today, Nathan French. Hey, Nathan. <laughs> Hi, how are you, Kelsey? Good. I love to be. I love to be on with you, Nathan. I'm always. Whenever they send me the the notes about who I'm going to be with, I'm like, yes, I get to be with Nathan because there's always Amen. such amazing conversations and stories. And you've been quite busy uh, these last couple weeks, so I can't wait to hear the stories from it. 
Amen. Yeah, I went to, uh, I, they asked me to speak at a presidential inaugural prayer gathering. So I flew, I flew down there to do that. <clears throat> when I was on the plane, I was heading down there and I asked the Lord if I could speak at a, a church called the river in West Palm. And the Lord said, uh, he, he said, yeah, I'll, I'll set it up. And I just kind of laughed and I forgot all about it. And then this gal asked me if I wanted to go to the, to the church. And he, she said, well, where do you feel like we we're supposed to go this church or that church? And I said, well, I'm not, I'm not planning to speak. So, I mean, it doesn't really matter. I mean, what do you feel led? And she goes, well, I felt like God said he was going to tell you. So I just said, Lord, which one? So the Lord told me to go to this church, the river. So I, anyway, I went to that, uh, you know, church. I just was a guest. And this lady saw me when I came in the door and she recognized me from this show. And she's like, oh, my gosh, it's Nathan French. Well, anyway, so she goes around. She starts uh, telling people that this guy, Nathan French, is here. Well, the pastor had never heard of me, but he was like, well, I got to meet this guy. So anyway, he um, invited me to have lunch with him after the, the church service. And he said, Nathan, I really felt like God told me I was supposed to let you speak. Um, he goes, I don't even know you. He said, but some of our people know you. And he said, um, I've never done this before. And, but, but he said, I think you're supposed to, uh, I think you're supposed to speak tonight in the evening service. He said, would you be willing to do that? And I said, well, this morning, the Lord told me I'm speaking tonight. And then I was like, okay, God, well, if that's what you want, I'm not saying anything. You're going to have to tell the, the leader. You're going to have to tell the pastor. So that pastor heard God. And of course I, I laughed and I said, sure. And man, we had a move of God in West Palm beach, bodies laying out everywhere. Um, when I was at that presidential prayer, inaugural prayer thing, I, I, I started prophesying and I saw Kim Clement in heaven and I was prophesying. I don't know if you saw that, but it was incredible um, but what God did. And then that evening service there in West Palm, like there was people laid out all over the floor, like God showed up and there was a move of God in West Palm. So it was it was powerful. And then I came home to preach at our church, the Rock Revival Center. And I just said, God, what do you want to do now? He, he sent me right back to Florida and because I had to go for the dinner. I was invited to do that um, special dinner with the Trumps. And it was just a small group. It was like an intimate setting. We were in an air, uh, airport kind of a hangar. It was all decorated with the, all the lights. And wow. it was really quite nice. I met a lot of people. Some of the people I, I, I knew who they were, um, but it was just a great time. And then the Trumps flew in there at the airport where we were all waiting in a hangar. I think it was like 160 of us or 170 um, I think but it we was have so a picture of it. Oh yeah. Oh, there's the Aww. picture. That's so good. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love this picture. Oh, that's a that's a great picture. And they were they were they were very positive. Um, I could tell that you know that they're you know they're carrying some weight because obviously you know there's there's a lot of things that have to come to 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 pass. But what I love about God is when He speaks, like he, you know He told me that this would happen. I said, well, if you want me to go to that, I've been invited, which is great. You know that's half the thing. But I just said, Lord, if you want me to go, then would you pay for it so that I know you're the one sending me? And he said, yeah, I'll pay for it. And then I say, well, and, and my wife, too, because I want her to come. And she just loved meeting Melania. Like my wife oh. has never met. My, I'd met Trump before for my birthday, if you remember that story. I but do um, at the White House. But but my wife hadn't met them. And my wife just loved uh, Melania. And, and Melania was like so she was just so kind. I would describe her as just very caring, very kind, very loving, and also very um, focused, you know. Um, and it was just so much fun just hanging out and rubbing shoulders and, you know, uh, being able to, you know, hear from their heart because they both of them had a chance to share um, at that private event. And it was like really, it was really to raise funds for those people who have been hurt. Um, the, the hurricane victims there in Florida, um, they raised mm -hmm. funds for that. And also the education system, which really needs some major reform with this whole woke agenda. And it yes. was really an incredible thing to hear uh, from the Trumps, you know, they're live and in person, uh, just what it was bothering them, what was hurting their hearts. And, and, and you know what he's, he, uh, uh, Mr. T talked about, uh, the real president, he talked about, uh, fentanyl and why we need to stop this, this stuff and the illegal, um, crossing of the border and the finishing of the wall and all the things that are in his heart that God has put in him to accomplish and to finish. And man, it's going to be so cool to see, that board border tightened up and, and some of these illegal drugs, sex trafficking, he was talking about all of that 
And it was it was really um, it was really great for us to hear it from him because you could tell it's sincerely um, a big concern for him and for their team um, and and just the mission that God has on their lives. So I'm I'm just excited that I got to be a part of it. I love that God paid for it too because it was like oh my goodness like if if I if I know God if He sends me where it's His will it's His bill. And I've learned that if he, if he leads me to do something, you know, sometimes I'll get invitations and they're great invitations. And God says no. And other times there's stuff I don't want to do. And he tells me to go. And I've just learned to just yield to his voice and just let him be the Lord of my life every day. And, and it's so fun. And I, I just want to teach everybody that it can be amazing. It can be fun. It can be, you know, full of adventure. And, yeah. uh, so, yeah, I loved being able to see them again. And I asked Trump if he remembered me from the first time. He's like, oh, yeah. You know, he's like, oh, yeah. I said, you remember you looked at me? I impersonated him to his face. I said, I said, remember you, you met me at the White House on my birthday? You're like, you're a big guy. <laughs> you're a big guy. You play football. He goes, I remember. <laughs> it was funny. And then we laughed, you know. But uh, yeah, I just I just love seeing them. I mean, they're do, they're doing an incredible job considering the circumstances of them trying to hijack an entire election system, and not just here, but all over. And so that that's one of the things God's doing is He's restoring uh, election integrity, and He has a plan to to shut down this 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 whole perverse spirit that's been plaguing our land uh, for way too long. The shedding of innocent blood, giving the demoniacs power, and the abortion issues, and and a lot of this stuff that's been overturned Roe versus Wade is a big deal. God doesn't like it when people are, uh, you know, killing the babies. He wants them to use self-control on the other end. And we're going to see uh, a lot of these um, organizations that are, uh, you know, uh, trying to work with an antichrist spirit, not just laid bare, but literally eradicated. And he'll restore election integrity again. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to be amazing. I love what God's doing because I can see how the words that he gave me a year ago, they continue to come to pass. And I remember even prophesying about that the, they're going to try to hijack the election. And I saw how they were going to do it. And there was five ways. And I got on my on my live feed on my Facebook um, and I started to tell people, like, here's what God showed me. They're going to bring votes in. They're going to count people that didn't count. Uh, they're going to try to change the numbers internally and externally. Um, and they'll try to manipulate the whole system. And some people just think that's crazy. But now everybody knows, like, it's kind of obvious. It's been laid mm-hmm. bare. It's been made easy to see for those who really want to know the evidence and the truth. Um, but I, I look at some of these people like Candace Owens and some of these people are yeah. just lit up and they're like, God's raising up a whole army of yes. people like, like you, Kelsey, that are going to say, you know what? Enough is enough. Not on our watch. We're going to act well our part and we're going to do what Jesus said. His plan, Christmas, Christ comes. Moss means comes. Christ must. He came to seek, save the lost and destroy the works of the devil. Simple. Just real yes. simple. You know, it's amazing all you're sharing because, you know, when you get to sit down actually and hear from President Trump, you know, it's like you, you're sitting in the room and he he has such an encouraging spirit about when he yeah. shares and when he talks. Yeah. And it, you start to remember that, you know, God does have a plan and God does have a purpose for all of us. And it's not just that we sit back and say, okay, Lord, you'll do everything. You know, he's given us boldness in this time. And I think we're seeing that all over people stand up and rise up and be bold in their faith for Christ and be bold in their faith to speak out. And I know you're sharing a little bit about what you feel like God's going to do in, in 2023. Now <laughs> we're, you're getting into some, some stuff for the new year. So the one thing I wanted to ask you when I'm on with you, Nathan, because you're such an evangelist, is this is a Christmas time. We're around our families. We're around our friends. How would you say you personally evangelize or talk about uh, Christ and talk about this stuff with maybe people who don't really know him very intimately? How do you open up conversation you know, to begin to talk about the Lord? I, that's a great question. I, first of all, I just love to be salty, you know, salty. I'm telling testimonies. I'm talking about the goodness of God. You know, I'm speaking words of affirmation and encouragement to exhort, to lift up, to build up. And so if I see somebody that doesn't get it or they're under it, or they've been, they're just damaged because of the, you know, sin actually causes damage to the soul. 
And the Lord loves to heal the soul. When the soul is wounded, a wounded soul is really a person who's who's been uh, impacted negatively by the damage that sin brings. Because sin, the wages of sin is death. The gift of God is eternal life. So when people don't realize that they're actually hurting themselves by sinning, by uh, perpetual sin patterns, then what happens is then they start going along the path that the enemy has laid, like, hey, you should be able to do this. And, hey, you know, you have rights. And, hey, what's your preference? And what do you want? And what do you like? And, you know, all these things. And it's not even about us. I think that's where people get um, sideways is they live for themselves thinking that that's real freedom. I mean, most people know my story. I was a preacher's kid living for me. And I literally was hooked up to the exhaust pipe of my van after partying hard for three years because I thought the real meaning of life was to do what I want. And then later, after attempted suicide, God stepped in at my last breath, gave me new breath, said, now that you're broken, I can use you, but will you live for me? And that's what it was missing from my life as I was learning the Bible. I could quote a lot of scripture, but I didn't know how to surrender and I didn't know how to really hear his voice. And that's why I write books, because I'm passionate about helping people not just hear God, but why is it important to want to do what he says? Because it's when we hear correctly and we respond to him that we start living in the blessing. We start living in the abundance. We start living in the reward. Uh, We start Mm -hmm. seeing souls saved, healed, delivered everywhere we go. We start drawing the dying world to the light because he's so good to shine on us, right? And we reflect the brilliance of the light of his glory. And it's so fun. I I wish I would have known that this is actually fun to follow Christ. I always thought it was like so many rules. How's anybody going to do it? I can't even obey the first commandment, you know, without messing it up. You know, no other gods, you know, love the Lord, love your neighbor, you know, as you love yourself. I didn't even love me because I didn't really know how much he loved me. And the greatest of these is love. He gave me a scripture um, for the show. Uh, this scripture is in John uh, 14, John 14, uh, 16. It says it's the role. This is the role of the Holy Spirit. Um, he said, and I will ask the father and he will give you another helper. I love this. That's the Holy Spirit, the comforter, the advocate, the intercessor. He's praying for us. The counselor, he leads us in all truth. The strengthener, when we're weak, actually, we start to get to where we need him. We see that we need him and we begin to rely on his strength. So in our weakness, his strength is made perfect. Just means when you feel weak, you actually finally realize that you need him. And then you come to him and you begin to tap into his strength. And then his strength is made perfect in our weakness. So we access his strength when we actually are weak and then he pours his spirit out and gives us supernatural empowerment. So he's the counselor, the strengthener, the the standby. And he said that he will be with us forever. The spirit of truth who the world cannot receive and take to its heart because it does not see him or know him, but you know him because the Holy Spirit remains with you continually and will be in you. And I will not leave you as orphans comfortless, bereaved, or helpless, but I will come back to you. So there's something about knowing that not only is he our advocate, our defense attorney, our defender, our counselor, our comforter, our healer, where our help comes from, but he's pouring his spirit out on all flesh. And he's waiting for some people to stop incorporating him into their life, maybe go to church and like, I, I paid my dues and I paid my tithe. And you start thinking along the lines of, I did this. And God's like, no, 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 you don't understand. I did this. I became your sin. I became sickness for you. I became disease. I conquered sickness, disease, death, hell, the grave, poverty, lack. I gave you everything for life and godliness. Just yield to me. And it's that yield that is like the open sail to the level that the sail is open. It attracts the wind of the spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit pours out on those who are just willing to just do whatever he says before they've even heard the instruction, God, your will be done. Not mine. I want to do it. I say, yes, whatever it looks like. I don't even care. Cause I don't want to live for me anymore. Cause I tried that and I wanted to die. I tried to commit suicide, but you saved me in my last breath. Give me new breath. Said now that you're broken, I can use you. Will you live for me at last? And man, when I said it, I said, Lord, I give you my hopes, dreams, fears, failures. I'm all in. I'm not living for me. I'm living for you. Whatever you want to do, I say yes. I don't even know what it's going to look like. I don't even care. Whatever you say, I say yes. I'm committed to you from this day forward in Jesus' name. 
And it's that kind of prayer that brings the surrounding empowerment of the Holy Spirit to break the yoke of bondage and sin. And then we start to get excited about whatever God has. And it's amazing. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. <laughs> yes. And we start to see the the truth of who Jesus really is and then the truth of the Holy Spirit and that he dwells in us and he wants to help us. And it's it's so encouraging when we get to know Jesus so intimately because it changes everything. It doesn't only change, you know, oh, I, my church experience. It changes you as a father, as a husband, you know, as a friend. It God starts to change everything about you. People look at you and say, how do you have so much joy when it's like what's happening in the world? And you see all these things. It's like, because he is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And for those lit, just right now that are listening, you know, before I came on here, I really felt like for you, Nathan, that you have such an, uh, so you're so full of the Lord that you're so encouraging to so many people that those who feel like they've been feeling almost beaten down, especially now in this season, in the Christmas time, like, I don't know where my joy is. I, I don't know what happened to my joy, but the lights would usually bring me joy or the family and they just don't feel it this year. Would you just pray for those people that are listening? Maybe they lost a loved one recently. Or it's, it doesn't feel the same. Yeah, totally. Lord, we just thank you right now that you are with us. You are Emmanuel, that you promise never to leave, that we're not alone. And Lord, every person that's watching this show, even on a replay, I pray that you would uh, pour your spirit out on them. Pour your spirit out. Pour it out so that they can experience an encounter with you even right now. We release the Holy Spirit and the baptism of fire in Jesus' name. We surrender to you because you are our God, where our help comes from. We're asking that that you would help us to recognize it's not Xmas. We're not trying to X you out. You are the reason for the whole season that every day we can live Christmas on earth as it is in heaven. As you came to seek and to save those who are lost, give us your heart for the lost. Lord, help us to be great reconcilers, that we would walk in the victory that you paid to give us, so we receive it by faith. I pray that you fill each one, God, with the power of your Holy Spirit in the surrender, that you would bring the surrounding of your presence, that you would release upon each one the breaker anointing, that they could live constant breakthrough, that they would go from glory to glory and, and live in that supernatural place of abundance of all that is good and that they'd be able to say, wow, God has truly changed my life. I I once was this way, but now since God showed up, I'm like this. And Lord, that they would burn for you, like burn with a passion and a fire and a zeal to be contagious to the dying world around them. And Lord, I pray you light their fire again. Those who have lost their flame, those who feel like, I don't know what to do. Lord, those who lost their focus, they, they sought first the things of the world instead of seeking first the kingdom or or maybe they got distracted by someone else's sin or that they were sinned against and it became an excuse to get into a negative cycle would you break that cycle god of negativity and bring them out of fear and into your love that they could walk in creativity that's divine to be great problem solvers that they see problems as opportunities from this day forward we pray and we declare and decree great victory to come upon your people in jesus name Amen. Well, let's get into your notes a little bit, Nathan. So I know okay. you you wanted to talk about America is mine, says the Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I was hearing that scripture, you know, that America, um, I didn't hear America, but I heard the gold is mine, the, the silver is mine. I, I heard the Lord start to speak that scripture, and I don't have it uh, here to prepared, but what I heard the Lord saying is, you are mine, this nation is mine, you know, the kingdom is here, and, and the kingdom is mine, because he's the king of the dominion, of the, of the place of authority. Remember, they tried to attack the voting system through dominion software it was a an attempt by the antichrist spirit to hijack the real authority the real dominion his place of leadership his headship remember uh it's one nation under god the king's domain his place of authority so i felt like the lord wanted to um you know speak to that when i was at, at that prayer event i was a speaker in that prayer event i said lord um you know wh- what do you want to say he said just say what i say and then stop when i'm done 
So I just started, I was, I was praying and I was up there to say something. I didn't have anything planned. I usually don't. And I just got up there. I said, Lord, thank you, Jesus. And then he started telling me and I started hearing him. And, and I, I remember hearing him say, um, you know, uh, this nation is mine. And I'm like, whoa, I felt a power of God like surge through my body. He goes, this nation is my nation. And I'm just like, whoa. And I even saw like, as I was prophesying, I saw Kim Clement in heaven. I actually saw him and it was like God was speaking through Kim in heaven and I was picking up on what God was saying and I was saying what God was saying and Kim was saying it at the exact same time and I felt like the Lord showed me that there's prophetic utterances coming from those who have uh, uh, gone before us and God wants to speak through his children on the earth as it is in heaven. And some of these people like Bob Jones uh, that was prophesying some of these things, like there's going to be a TV on the watch and, and then yes. the, 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 the chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. And he announced there's three things that are going to happen before the, the, the next great uh, awakening. And, and, and all, those things have all taken place. And so here we are, there'd be an overturning of Roe versus Wade. I think he prophesied that too. So there's been these things have happened and, and there's indicators. And man, I'm so excited because I feel like this mighty harvest is just waiting for the gospel message and the faithful yeah. few that will carry out his purpose. So we begin to proclaim what God is saying and he begins to draw the people into himself. And that's what I was seeing is as I was prophesying, it was like I was there. It was Benny Hinn's wife. She was standing, Benny Hinn. You know, Benny Hinn, and mm -hmm. his wife was uh, standing next to me and I was looking at her and I thought, what a what a legacy that I mean, the hens have uh, done a lot for God. I mean, I used to watch him and make fun of it because I didn't know about miracles. Um, but the fact is, like, God used them so powerfully in the kingdom. And she was like saying, she, I don't know, I, I when I was done, when the Holy Spirit finished, I was I felt like I was floating. You know how you get the glory of God so strong and it just comes on you. It's almost like weightless. Yes. It was like that. It was like tingling and fire yes. all over my body, like icy hot. And mm -hmm. I was just like undone and tears and everything. And uh, and I just felt like when the Lord said that, that the nation belongs to him, just like the gold and silver is his. He's like, I want my nation. I want this nation. This nation's really, really precious to God. And I had never uh, felt his pa passion for this nation like that moment. It was incredible. And I, I, I think that's something we need to pray into as the Lord's beginning to turn the nation into a, a time of, of repentance. And that repentance will actually release uh, the full measure of the kingdom for the end time harvest, which he's going to fund. Yes, I agree. I think we've lost the realization that we need to be living a daily repentant lifestyles. I mean, that the power in repentance, can you just talk about that for a minute? The power yeah. that is released when we repent. Yeah. I mean, he told me he's going to wash Washington and he said, Washington needs a ton of washing. And I heard the Holy spirit call it wash a ton, wash a ton. And he said, I'm going to wash Washington because it needs a ton of washing. And he said, it's the repentance. It's the confession that actually brings the cleansing and the cleansing is the washing for Washington, whether we're talking about where I'm from here in Washington state, or we're talking about Washington, DC, uh, God's he's, he's building this, this spiritual bridge from Washington state to Washington, DC. It's like a spiritual bridge where he's sending people from DC to Washington state and he's sending people from Washington state to DC. Um, I actually plan to have an office in DC because I'm going to have to go back and forth um, it, coming into this new year. And so I'm excited about that. Like I didn't ever plan to have an office there, but I saw myself flying back and forth. And this last show, God told me to give that airplane that was given to me. He told me to give it to you guys. So I, I gave that to Steve, to Elijah Lewis. I was, that was so much fun, by the way, because the Lord told me how to do it. He's like, Nathan, you're going to give your plane to Steve Schultz. I said, I am. And he goes, yeah, he says, he says, you're going to give it to Steve Schultz, but I want you to do it in a certain way. I go, well, do you want me to give it to him anonymously or should I give him the airplane on the show? And the Lord said, no, I want you to do it on the show, but I want you to first give him the T-shirt with the name of the airport where the plane is. And then uh, once you give him the T-shirt, then you're going to then you're going to give him the plane. 
And he wanted me to do it just like that on the show. And it was so fun to see his face because I go, Steve, I got a gift for you, but I can't give it to you till we're on the show together. But when, I'm going to give it to you on the show. And he's like, OK, great. He's like, that's awesome. He says, well, do you want to tell me what it is? No, 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 I can't tell you till we're on the show. So then he's like, OK. And so he was probably wondering, well, what is this? Because he told me, you know, they gave me a date and everything. And I said, well, I have a gift for you, by the way. And so then he uh, he wondered what it was. So then I pull out the T-shirt. I go, Steve, this T-shirt is really special to me. And this is where, you know, and, and I'm, you know, I'm going to be learning to fly and all these things. So I, I show him the T-shirt and he, he kind of looks and he's like, oh, that's really nice. You know, he was really <laughs> he was really like, oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. That's nice. A T-shirt, you know, but whatever. So then it kind of played it down. And then I go, yeah, you can wear this when you're flying in your in your plane. Um, he goes, my plane. And I go, yeah, yeah. Because the plane, you know, that was given to me, he's asked me to give to you and it has a new engine and, and it's worth a lot and you're going to love it and you can keep it. You can sell it. You can sell it, whatever God tells you. I said, but I'm going to have it sent to you. And so I'm in the process now of having the paperwork prepared to bring, have the plane brought down. I just need Steve to, um, you know, set up a place for it to come and, and land in the airport of his choice. And then we'll uh, we'll have it delivered. And you guys, I don't know, you guys have some fun. Maybe he'll be a skydiver. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Steve is watching this because he's laughing so hard right now at this story. <laughs> skydive. <laughs> Could yeah. you imagine his tie? Like, yeah. he's, like, he's got a big parachute that says Elijah Streams. I'm believing in faith. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. But that was That's so fun hilarious. for me to do that. It was fun for me to see his face. Like giving is fun. I love seeing people's reactions. And God has a way of doing it where, you know, you don't expect it. It's like, whoa, it's unexpected blessing, unexpected favor, unexpected grace to abound. Um, I mean, God, sometimes he does things for me that are just like, oh, my gosh, God, that's this is over the top, you know, and yes. I just love that. And I love that we have, you know, so many people that have been following the ministry and, and I appreciate you, um, Kelsey, and all that you're doing for the show and everything you guys represent returning the prophetic voice. Uh, you know, to the nations without the censorship is a big deal to God. And, and you know, you, when you try to silence the voice of God's prophets or his prophetic people he wants to speak through, you, you pick a fight with the reigning champion, you set yourself up to get KO'd. And so when I made that announcement on one of the shows when I was in Phoenix and we were on the show and I actually said, um, I, I said, it, you know, Mr. Zucker, I said, look, if if you try to stop people from being heard and you try to censor them, you are actually censoring God. And if you censor God, he will take down your platform and it will cost you hundreds of millions of dollars. And a prophet called me, I think it was a couple of days after I released that word. And he goes, yesterday, he goes, I saw the the stock and I saw the, the show and the surge in the power grid and they lost hundreds of millions of dollars in a single day at, at, at the FB organization. And he goes, you're the only one I heard prophesy that. He said, when you prophesied it, it hit my spirit. I knew that was a word from the Lord. And I also knew you're a man of God that he would back that word that you spoke. It was a warning to those who are trying to censor, knock it off, or God will shut down your entire network. Let God speak through whoever he desires to speak through. And don't try to stop the word of the Lord, or you will be shut down or silenced instead of you silencing them. And so that was the word and the warning. Wow. And then it came and it was a big what? And he goes, yeah. you're the only one I heard say it, but you said it. I heard you say it. I go, yeah, I said it. And he goes, well, he goes, say more stuff like that. That, that really uh, did something in the spirit. <laughs> yeah, it did. I mean, we saw that. We obviously saw that come to pass. And, yeah. you know, God is overturning. He's He's coming in with the whip and he's overturning a lot of things. And I think people's eyes now have been just this last year with these last couple of years. I mean, God has revealed so much to us. Like yeah. if you have eyes to see and ears to hear, you are literally reading the Bible going, Oh my gosh, this is happening. It's alive in front of my eyes. And God is, I know God's removed so many veils off so many people these last couple of years. I mean, many of you guys watching right now, you're like, yeah, before 2020, I was, I didn't even know what a prophetic word was, or I didn't, you know, I've heard that testimony so many times, Nathan, of people um, going to church 20 plus years, never knowing that they could hear the voice of God for themselves. 
And God led them because their church closed, led them to this show. The Holy Spirit led them to this show. And they started hearing on how to hear God's voice, how to pray, how, and they, my whole walk has changed. My whole life has changed. <laughs> it's incredible. Amen. It's Amen. incredible. And so yeah, I know you also, you also had um, a couple words on here about hearing from God is going to protect us. And yes. then I'm sure that's coming up for this, this next time in this next season that it's vital to hear God's voice. Yeah, because, it, you know, faith comes by hearing. Faith is a shield, Ephesians 6, verse 10. So faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word. Jesus is the word who became flesh. So Jesus speaking to us as the bread of life. You know, this food that I give you, you know, is, is like this water I give you, you'll thirst no more. That's the Holy Spirit that satisfies us eternally. But then he's the bread of life. This is my body broken. Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Father. So the Father sent the Son. I saw a vision one day of Jesus was, uh, he was doing this inside and the father was laughing he's like ah, ah, ah. and i saw the father's hair big white hair and it came down like this and, and and his hair was like braided and jesus is swinging from the father's hair and the hair is wrapped around his arms and jesus has got the father's hair wrapped around his arms and he's swinging from the father's hair as the father's leaning in he's going ah, ah, ah. and jesus is going in and out of the mouth of the father and they're both looking at each other laughing and the, and even there's tears and it's they're laughing and it's like bliss and i said lord where's that in the bible and he said he said uh you know man does not live on bread alone but on every word jesus is the word that comes out of the mouth of the father and I realized Jesus is only doing what he sees his father doing. This is why he was looking at the father while they were laughing at each other, swinging in and out of the father's mouth. I said this vision in a church that I was visiting and they, they kind of, you know, frowned on it because they're like, that's not even scriptural. And then I said, Lord, isn't there a scripture to back that vision? And he goes, yeah, man does not live on bread alone, natural sustenance, but man, yeah. but on every word, Jesus that comes from the mouth of the father. And here's the word Jesus coming in and out of the mouth of the father. And I realized wow. the father speaking the word through Jesus Christ's spirit in us by the power of the Holy spirit. And that is how we're made to meant, meant to shape things outcomes first with our thoughts from the renewed mind, from reading the scripture and talking with the word who's alive. And then what happens is our mind comes into agreement when to agree on a thing that's established with Jesus, the word who's only speaking what the father is saying so that we can be in total oneness, unity and the bond of peace first with him, right with him so that we can be right with each other. You don't have to agree with people to love them, but you do have to understand why people think the way they think and what they believe and why. And, but you can love somebody regardless of what they believe. And that's what I love about Jesus. Like he loves us, not because we did it all right. Not because we believe everything he said. No, we, we, we love him because he first loved us and we don't have to be perfect. We just need to know that he's perfect. And him in us, Christ in us, the hope of glory, is the baptizer. He's the sanctifier. And he's got us all somewhere in this journey of purification. And the more you get close to him, the more fire you get. The more fire you get, the more surrender you have, the easier it is to become contagious. And that's what it's supposed to be like. Like our fire touches someone else. Like if you're on fire and you come into a room, other people, maybe, maybe they're dry or maybe they've just been kind of, you know, in a quiet place. And then the fire hits them. My goodness, they'll start just talking and speaking in tongues and all these things that get unlocked <laughs> in their destiny. It's amazing. And it's, it's amazing too, because that's so true. Cause when you get around someone who's so full of the spirit and they start speaking by the spirit, you know that that's not man's words. That's not man's wisdom. Something is happening inside of me. And it does. It stirs you up for more of God. And I think the importance of being around like-minded people and getting around people that carry that fire. You know, don't get around dead, dead people who don't, you know, like get around people who are full of the Holy Ghost. And they can encourage you and it will strengthen you. And then you'll notice like, 
oh my gosh, I, I feel worked up. And it's like, cause it's the Holy spirit manifesting, <laughs> you know, manifesting in you. And I just want to encourage people listening that in this new season, what God has for you is always more than last. So we go from glory to glory in the realm of the spirit. So if you thought the Lord poured out on you this last year, spiritually feeding you, this next year is only going to increase. God's going to give revelation. He's going to give wisdom. He's going to lead you. He's going to give foresight. That's who he is. But the first step is, is that yielding is that submissiveness that you talked about, Nathan, which is so beautiful. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. And I just encourage you this year to just go after God with everything. Don't hold anything back. And and just Nathan, your stories provoke a lot of people when you talk about your suddenlies. And I prayed God would, for my birthday, let me meet President Trump. And you know that I, God told me I was going to speak at this church and all of this stuff happens. And it, it provokes other believers to believe for suddenlies that God has something greater for you in store. So I just want to pray for you guys. Um, real quick, and then we're going to move on in your notes, Nathan, but I feel the Lord on this for this new year, that what is in your heart, the desires in your heart, he's placed there. So he's already put those there. And whatever those desires are, just begin right now to thank God for those things coming in your life. That even though worldly, naturally speaking, yes, we may go through some hard times. We all go through trials and tests and persecution. We all go through that. But in the realm of the spirit, I'm telling you, if you would solely put your eyes on Christ this year, if if your main focus would be the Lord Jesus Christ, if your main focus would be connecting with the heart of the Father, I see an abundance of his revelation being poured out, and I see a closeness, a knitting together of hearts uh, for you in this next year. And I see leaning upon the Lord, where we've had other crutches in your life. There's been false refuges, these false crutches. I see the Lord kicking those out from where you are leaning and Christ is your crutch. The cross is your crutch. And so Lord, I thank you right now that you're breaking those false refuges off your children in this next time. Father, I thank you that they will lean on the crutch of the cross, that they will lean on Christ. Lord, I pray you give them eagle's eyes for this next season, that they can soar above the chaos that's being planned for the earth. God, that you would lift them up in the realm of the spirit, that they would begin to see, Lord, your plan, your way. God, I thank you for the glory of God upon your children. God, I thank you that we're salt and we're light. I thank you for a freshness right now being released, God, right now in Jesus. Jesus mighty name. We thank you for the breath of the Holy Spirit beginning to blow in each and every home, God. We thank you for fresh baptisms. God, fresh sight right now in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. Break that hopelessness right now in Jesus' name. Be broken by the power of the blood of Jesus. You are loved, you are accepted, and there is a plan and a purpose for you, and it's a bridal purpose, it's a laid down lover. Lord, let us be washed clean in this time, sanctify us, bring us into our full purpose uh, for this next year in Jesus' name, and we thank you for it, God. Hallelujah. Amen, Kelsey. Amen. I just, I'm getting all stirred up, Nathan. (laughs) Okay, let's talk about the real meaning of Christmas. Oh, this is the thing I was excited about. Yeah, I mean, people sometimes will get hung up on the day and then they're battling like this isn't really the day and it's not his birthday and whatever. But I mean, if you just if you just understand like the meaning of Christmas and we know that there's a lot of paganism wrapped up into all the holidays, really. Right. Um, but if you, but if you look at like, you know, um, I, I know some people are they, they, they don't like Christmas trees because, you know, the Christmas tree is like the Bible says, don't go into the woods and and, you know, bring a, a tree, cut down a tree, put it in your house and adorn it with silver and gold. Um, and it says that in the Bible. And then they, they bring this up and say, look, it's a pagan thing to bring a tree into your house. Well, it's kind of like a tradition. I think I'm, I'm not trying to defend if it's right or wrong. I just know for me, um, I'm not going to worship a tree. 
I, I worship the Lord because he's my God. I love God. And so, you know, I, we grew up having a tree in our house as a tradition, but we weren't worshiping the tree. We're not singing, oh, Christmas tree, how lovely are your branches, which is worship of a tree, which is evil. Um, you know, but we, we uh, the other thing we don't say, we don't sing the songs that are, you know, like, uh, you know, he sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good, be good for goodness sakes. Some of these Christmas songs are rooted in paganism, but I think it's a matter of your heart. Like if it's wrong for you, it's wrong for you. If God convicts you that you're not to do something, then don't do it. But we don't have to be the judge of everybody else. I, I always look at this as, uh, you know, Christmas just means Christ comes, like what I mentioned earlier, when people say I go to mass or whatever, M-A-S. Um, mass just means come, come. Jesus said, come to me, you are burdened and weary and heavy laden. Come and gather. Don't forsake the assembling together as some are in the habit of doing. Uh, you know, he wants us to be together because there's a corporate breaker anointing. When the ecclesia comes together, we're all members of one body. It's one God, one nation. So we have to understand like what God's trying to do is unite us. And the enemy's job is to speak accusation, to divide us on our, our understanding. But everybody is in a different process, a different depth of understanding. I love that we can read the word and unite around the, the main things that matter. But what the Lord told me is Christmas is supposed to be every day. We're supposed to be living every day. Like I know we have birthdays where we celebrate a person, honor a person because that's their birthday. Um, but Jesus said, I didn't come to have people celebrate me and bring me presents, you know, every, uh, you know, uh, once a year. I want everybody to just live me every day. So I came to seek and save the lost, to destroy the works of the devil. And now you do it. And so that's really the goal is that God's not hung up on, you know, if we're, uh, you know, gathering for this or gathering on that, that reason or that season. There's a lot of different people that won't do certain things. And I think if God revealed to them that that's not right for them to do, then in their convictions, they ought not do that or it's sin. Um, so God showed me, he said, everybody's, you know, at different levels, different depths in intimacy. Um, mm -hmm. And to just be gracious, to be kind, to be loving. If love is the greatest of these, and love doesn't seek its own. It doesn't insist on its own way. It doesn't beat somebody over the head with the Bible and be religious about it. Instead yeah. of being using the Bible as a weapon against people, we have to use it as a weapon against the devil because his his plan is to right. is to hurt people. And God wants to use the Bible to liberate by bringing truth. And if it's from love, it can be received. And if it's not truth in love, then it should not even be said because the Bible says, tell the truth in love. So you have to get in love first before you can actually express the love to someone else. And that's what I love about reading the Bible. I'll read the Bible, but then I actually ask the, the God of the Bible lots of questions because I'm very, uh, I'm like the kid that asks a lot of questions. And my pa parents used to say, well, just keep quiet for a little bit because I would ask questions because I was curious because I'm a learner and I wanted to know why are we going there and what are we going and how many minutes is it? And then, you know, I was kind of like do that. And now I've learned to just trust in the Lord, rest in the Lord, enjoy the Lord. I'm, I feel like I'm living the dream. I mean, I'm, I'm really understanding what this means to be a great adventure. And man, it's so good. Uh, he took me to the mountains uh, and he said, Nathan, he said, uh, you take a little walk with me. And I said, OK, where should we go? He says, take this trail and uh, just take a walk. Well, I wasn't planning to walk. I didn't have hiking shoes. I had my dress shoes and I'm just with God in the mountains. He wanted me to come away with them. He says, come away with me. I said, where? And, and he said, the Olympic National Forest. And he took me to road 27. He said he's going to personalize my adventure. Well, anyway, so I'm walking this, uh, I'm walking this trail in the middle of nowhere. I didn't even have a gun or anything. I was by myself. I had these, you know, dress shoes. I'm walking through the damp forest. I'm thinking to myself, if there's a bear or a cougar, you know, I could be in jeopardy. And the Lord's like, no, 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 be at peace. Just keep walking. And I kept walking. And you know what I noticed? It was like, all of a sudden there's like, bigger trees there's a stream then i can't went a little further and there was like a, a beautiful bridge and a river and a waterfall and it just progressively got better and better as i continued going into the forest and then i came out of the forest and i was like god why why did you why did you take me on that little journey what was i supposed to notice and he goes well nathan didn't you see how as you continued in the journey on the path that it got better and better 
He said, that's what it's supposed to be like. I'm taking you from glory to glory. Mm -hmm. He said, how would it have been if you just went in for a quarter mile and then stopped and then turned around and came back to the entrance and then stopped and then turned around again and went back in a quarter mile and then turned around and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. How would that have been? I said, well, I mean, it would be, it'd still be cool, but, but probably not so cool because I'd start memorizing the placement of every plant and every bush and every tree and every animal. And all of a sudden it would start to become kind of ritualistic or routine and, and maybe not so fun because everything's so predictable. And he said, that is what's wrong with the church today. Wow. He says wow. they're, they're, they're relying on their methodology. They're, they're relying on their religiosity. They're relying on a form that denies the power, their infrastructure, and, and everything's so predictable, like fill in the blank sermon, and we're going to do 10 minutes of this and three minutes mm -hmm. of announcements, and there's no Holy Ghost. And the mm -hmm. Lord said, Nathan, I didn't come to give you just an adventure and definitely not a meager adventure of religiosity or, or, or consistent patterns where everything, yeah. you already know what's going to happen. No, I came to not just give you life, life, and more abundant, but to give you a great adventure that's full of wonder and childlike faith and, and, and where it's not predictable. Where, where I, I bring an animal out this way and another time an animal comes out that way and now it's a different animal. And look at now, there's a bridge and now there's a waterfall. It's going to get better and better. I'm going to take you higher. I'm going to take you from glory to glory. Yeah. I started getting excited. I'm like, yeah. oh, I get it. This is what's wrong with the religious institutional church and the religious mind mindset is it does not allow for the adventure element. And, and God says, I want you to have an, a great adventure, not just an adventure, a great one. And I was like, yay, I'm going to have a great adventure. Man, I started worshiping the Lord. I have my guitar. I'm up by myself. I'm praising God. I see Jesus show up and he's sitting wow. next to me in the spirit. And I saw his eyes like the water and, and, mm -hmm. and he's smiling at me. He anointed, he anointed me with some oil and I felt the wind mm -hmm. of the spirit. He took me through heaven and I'm like, oh my goodness, wow. why didn't somebody tell me that this is even possible? And I mean, I mm -hmm. saw heaven. I saw my, I saw my food grow back when I grabbed a handful and, I mean, yeah. I saw it grow back. I saw people talking back and forth without having to use words because they could understand each other's thoughts. And it was just mm -hmm. loving interchanges and interactions and celebration. And, and I just got this revelation. I came off that mountain completely different than when I yes. went up there. Yeah, that's incredible, Nathan. What a beautiful <laughs> testimony. And it's for all of us because I'm it's grabbing onto every word you're saying going, yes, Lord, new adventure, new things. And he is, he is the God of, I mean, new things, new wine, new, new experiences. Wine. And it's, it's incredible to serve God. It really is. Every day is an adventure with God. It's so true. Yeah. And it's all, it's supposed to be fun. And I think a lot of people are so serious about trying to get everything so right that they get, so they get a little self-critical. It's yeah. almost like you have to recognize he's not looking to criticize you. He's looking at you and he's smiling. He's like, you are my precious beloved son or daughter. And I, I am well pleased with you. And I love to watch you. And I love to delight in you. And I love to champion my cause in you. I love to see your enthusiasm. I love to see that you're pursuing me actively. And I'm unlocking all these doors. There's nothing I wouldn't do for you. There's nothing I would withhold from you. Just stay mine. Stay in the river. Flow with yes. me. Stay surrendered so I can surround. I'll give you everything for life and God. And I, I, I do feel like the Lord's saying to just prophesy. And so yeah. I, I'm, I'm just hearing him want to speak. He's saying uh, th there's nothing that would be impossible for the one who yields to my spirit. There's nothing that would be impossible for, for the one who would see from my perspective. I'm above and not beneath. I'm the head and not the tail. You will not be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Settle in my rest and let me empower you by my spirit to take the nations back from the fowler. I'm tripping the traps and the snares of the evil one. And I'm exposing what was meant to be hidden to protect the structure of darkness. I'm shining into those places, into the dark places, into the woke agenda, into the, 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 <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm shining in you. I'm shining in you, my child. I'm shining in you. You will be a reflector of the brilliance of the light of my glory, and my presence will pour out on all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Old men will dream dreams. Young men will see visions. I'm bringing alignment into the body of Christ inside the church and outside the church that I can raise up the glorious bride that I'm returning for. You are my people, and this is my hour, says God. Whoa. Yeah, I release the power of God over you. I release the anointing. I release the glory of God to saturate your body, to saturate your spirit, to renew your strength in the Lord, and that your mind would be full of thoughts of him, that you would walk in a supernatural favor, grace, and abundance in all that is good in Jesus' name, and that if you need healing, the healer is here, and he wants to move right now. And so just say, I receive that by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. And I just release that healing in agreement with my sister. We say you are healed in Jesus name, sickness, disease, get out of the people, uh, rejection. Ooh, get out of the people, uh, Lord, the, the orphan spirit that caused people to bounce around, uh, get out of the people. You are no longer an orphan tossed to and fro, but you are a, a son, a daughter of the most high God accepted in the beloved. You can't be rejected. You've already been accepted and he's giving you everything you need to get it done. He's not late. He's right on time. If he said it, he will do it. If it hasn't happened yet, you're still here. So trust God, believe God for big things, because he's going to give you what you need to get it done so that he'll be glorified in your life. Ooh. Amen. I keep seeing these birds fly by and it's like they have seed in their mouth and the Lord's saying, you know, do I tell the birds to store up and to 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 not trust in me and to gather and gather and gather. No, the Lord provides every day for those birds and he sees them and he gives them food and sustenance, not only spiritually, but in the natural, the God, God gives you what you need for that day. Give us yeah. today this daily bread. Daily he said, bread. listen, we, we need to start trusting in God for today. What, what do we need from God today? And I see these birds and they're, they have this grain and it's from like the store. It's from the storehouse of the Lord. These birds will carry it away back to wherever they are. So God said that there's a storehouse for you that's accessible each and every single day. So don't worry about tomorrow. Don't let the, the natural come around you and the, the thoughts run in your head because all that does discourage you. Look to the word of God. Read about what God says. He says, be anxious for nothing, but in every yeah. situation with prayer and thanksgiving, make a request known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses understanding, will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Make your prayer request known to God. Don't. Yeah. Don't always email someone else and say, hey, would you pray for me? Get on your knees. Get on Get your knees God. again. Get with God again and say, God, you provide for the birds. You provide for the animals in the field. Why, why would you forget about me, God? You love me. You take care of me. You're for me. So I just want to encourage you um, now, even in this season, that the Lord sees you and there's a storehouse that's accessible to you each and every day as you trust in God as your provider. And as you listen to the Holy Spirit, there might be witty ideas or, or something to do. Always be listening to God's direction. But Lord, we mm. thank you that this is not a time of lack. There's never a time of lack. Each day, God, you give us what we need for this day. We're not going to look ahead and, and get worried about the next month or the mm -hmm. next day. We're going to trust you for today. And we're going to yes. praise you in today. And thank you, Lord, that that storehouse is open for us. God, you don't take any good thing from us. Every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights and who know darkness is found in him. So Lord, thank you for that promise. We take it right now. All worries, all cares, all anxiety. Go now in Jesus name. Shake that off. Just shake that off you. Those worries that have been weighing yeah. on you. Just to God right now. Shake it off. 
Lord, I shake off the anxiety of worry about that financial situation. Lord, I shake off the anxiety of that relationship where the devil's been lying to me, saying that that person doesn't like me anymore, doesn't care about me anymore, doesn't love me anymore. Shake that off right now, all those anxious cares. And God, I thank you that the peace of Jesus would begin to flow into each and every person's heart right now, each and every person's mind right now. Complete peace. I speak peace to your thoughts, peace, peace to all the um, all your memories, peace to all the trauma right now. Lord, we thank you for that. We praise your son. We praise you, Jesus, that you came. We praise you, Jesus, all you've done. We thank you for the blood. Thank you for the sacrifice, God. You've paid for everything, Lord. We receive it this day. We trust you this day again, God. We look to you again today and we worship you father you're so good we love you in jesus name amen do you have anything else do you have anything else nathan well i'm just seeing like people are getting healed like i I saw this lady had an issue with the right knee and god's healing the right knee um i saw a guy with the left foot he's sitting in his chair and the left foot's getting hot god's healing that foot um somebody else in a digestive system issue that's been a a problem for many years god's healing the digestive system and i saw in the stomach i saw somebody having like um i don't know it was like an ulcer and i just saw it go breathe and disappear um i prayed for this lady my friend and i were praying for this lady she looked like she was pregnant but it was a tumor it was wrapped around her belly and it was causing her to look like she was pregnant when she wasn't and um i asked if i could put my hand on her belly and this thing just deflated under my hand like a hot air balloon being released and it just goes and it was gone and i was like oh my goodness god dissolved a giant tumor around this lady's belly and i see the lord dissolving a tumor um somebody else had an issue like a brain injury and the lord showed me he's healing a brain injury and a memory problem so if that's you you just say i receive it right now in the name of jesus and also the lord's doing something with land i mean i've been seeing this with, with there's a grace for people to take territory it's happening right now i have friends we have a lot of people at our church they're they're starting to get land god's setting it up supernaturally um and and god has a way of showing you what to buy because there's things that are happening in the world where putting um resource in certain things is god's honoring that and he keeps telling me like nathan um there's nothing that would be impossible there's never going to be a shortage there will never be a limit there will never be a lack but you just have to believe and see the way i see and then you never hold on to the things of the world but you you can possess the ground with god he'll say step on that ground and receive it as your inheritance and i've seen this happen this year has been uh, amazing for that um, for us and i've seen other people in our fellowship have been seeing that and other people on our show um that when we do shows but i i have to say if you want to learn to hear god can i do a plug for the books oh please. yeah absolutely okay. So these are the books like people ask me all the time. I love, by the way, we pray for you. If you're a monthly partner, you make the ministry possible to reach the nations with Jesus. And like this is something that God's been doing is he's been using the book series um, as a way to unlock the door to hearing the voice of God. This is the first in the series. Then there's the rushing, the floodgates of heaven, um, just just really glorious books full of powerful material. The newest book is one. Some of you, I know you've already read through one or two or three, um, but uh, you, you get all of these by the end of the year. If you sign up to partner, you get all three for free and we will send these to you. Just go on the website and we send you all three copies. And I would love to sign them all. But unfortunately, uh, you have to come find me in a meeting where I'm speaking to get a signature. But <laughs> I'd say get those books if you want to learn to hear God's voice um, because he's pouring his spirit out. And this is the time where we're meant to hear. Once you get the ear blockers out of the way and the activators in by revelation, you're going to hear God like really clear. And the secret to success in my own experience is just do what God says. If you'll do what God says, if you'll choose to just follow the spirit and do whatever he tells you to do, you will be exceedingly blessed. This is the hour uh, where God is transferring wealth from the wicked to the righteous. We're seeing it. We're living in the abundance. We're not just talking from a textbook. We know his ways. And I love to see more and more people get this revelation, get blessed and get unlocked too, to have the same type of great success. And so I know this show has been a blessing to all of you. Um, many of us, are, we're believing that God's going to do great things in the new year. But just know this, if you're 
wherever you are, if you're feeling stuck uh, or hindered or held back, go to the secret place, get with God, learn from somebody who's heard God's consistently for a long time. Don't learn from somebody who doesn't even claim to hear God. I've, I've talked to many, many pastor friends and they're like, well, Nathan, quite frankly, we hear God because we read the Bible. Well, listen, I love the Bible too, but we're not to be bibliologists. We're not, but we don't, we don't love just the book, what he said. We love him. He is the word. And so we come to God and we know he is, and we ask questions. We read the Bible for sure, but we talk to the God of the Bible. It's all about knowing to hear his voice. My sheep hear my voice, a stranger's voice. They won't follow. So I urge you go get that book series, sign up and partner with the ministry and you will be blessed. I mean, you'll, you're, I tell people, I'm too blessed to be stressed. If you're <laughs> stressing about things, just start saying, I'm too blessed to be stressed. Because that's yeah. what I say. It, it shifts your mindset. And the Lord told me, I'll end with this. He told me, Nathan, tell people to stop rehearsing the thing that went wrong, the thing mm-hmm. that they failed at, the sin that they you know, got entangled in. Stop rehearsing the thing and whose fault it is and who said what and trying to keep a record of all these things. Love does not keep a record of wrongs. Right. Don't let the enemy have a heyday with you and start getting yeah. you all wounded and reaffecting the, the wound by going back and rehearsing the thing that God forgave. But just come to a place where you're like, man, I was forgiven. I'm going to be gracious to others and I'm going to receive the grace of God and I'm going to extend the grace of God to others. And man, God will bring you into this understanding of that scripture that says, think on these things that are pure, that are holy, that are lovely, that are of good report. So whatever it is that's noteworthy, praiseworthy, think on those things and you'll get into an energized cycle where you're encouraging and you're encouraging others because there's a lot of people around us that are just negative. And it's those little nips that spoil the fruit of the vine. And we want we want there to be an abundance of fruit on our tree that many can come and pluck from that fruit and benefit. He said, don't put this new thing I'm doing in this awakening I'm releasing right now on the earth. Don't put it in an old religious pattern or it will be wasted. Old wineskins were brittle. They were dry and they would break. And the wine would be wasted. He's saying, don't waste this move of God that I'm pouring out by staying in a, in a dry religious culture. But come after me and I'm going to show you where you're meant to be. And he'll put you in the right church, the right ministry. He'll have you partnering with the right people. And you'll start hearing God and you'll be exceedingly blessed. I know you will in Jesus name. So God bless you guys. Amen. Thank you, Nathan, so much for being with us today. We love you. Um, I always love love being on with you. You're amazing. You're an angel. (laughs) Tomorrow we're going to have a special broadcast with Steve Schultz. So you guys... Don't want to miss tomorrow's episode. We love you so, so very much. Thanks for joining us today. We'll be back with you guys tomorrow. God bless. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.